We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff! We have a liftoff! Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. The show about the show, the show within the show. You can always get this in its own iTunes and Radio.com feed by simply searching Permission Granted or on the normal DA show iTunes and Radio.com and other podcast feeds with the normal show. Bogues joins me now for Side A, and uh, hello, Bogues. You know, I don't know that I was ever on Side A, and now I think it's twice in three weeks or back-to-back weeks, so I'm, I'm honored. I think it's two out of three weeks because we did this when Mraz was out. Correct. Yeah. Right. So I wanted to ask you, number one, when Big Hurt Frank Thomas mm. and Mo Vaughn were in studio yesterday with us, did you have any flashbacks to when you were a kid or a younger Andrew Bogish watching those guys play? Well, Mo's been up here a lot. He's had a lot of different kind of post-career things going on. So yeah. he's been here more than once. I don't want to say he's a friend because that would be a complete bull-faced lie. Um, he's familiar, though. He's familiar, and it's just, I mean, he's just one of those guys that seems too cool to be real. Like, okay. it just doesn't seem like he could be as badass as he did on TV. Yeah. But, I mean, he is. Even today, he was. they were back again today to be on, I think, with Boomer and Geo. And I found Mo wandering by our elevators because he was by himself and he couldn't actually get into our studios. Elevator problems? Uh, no, door problems. Okay. Lack of a badge problem. And it was pre-9 o'clock, so no, no, uh, yeah. no front office person. So I brought him back here, and we're kind of talking, and he's having a conversation with me, and he's got his earbuds in on the phone with somebody else, but he keeps talking to me, so I have to keep responding, and he's talking on the phone, and he's in all white, you know, head to toe. These guys have been decked out. Yeah, he's got a leather satchel around his bag. He's got coffee in his other hand. I mean, he's just, he is Mo Vaughn yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and they are promoting their big and tall clothing yes, line. Yes, which they need. And, you know, it's for it's for fashionable big and tall guys. And so they're they're coming in amazing clothing. Like yesterday, Frank Thomas was wearing what appeared to be like a rattlesnake print shirt. Yeah, which is an interesting choice for a big and tall man because... In that, New York City. Right, because you're not hiding anything in <laughs> rattlesnake. But Frank, I, I'm going to have to say he pulled it off because he's bigger than me. Yeah, I've loved having them around, and it's weird to say that, but they've kind of been like campers here yeah. at, at CBS yeah. Sports Radio because they were, they were in yesterday with Taz and Moose. Yes. They were in yesterday with me. Then they were in today with Boomer and Geo. So it's I just feel like I've seen them a million times. Well, and there was a gap between you and Taz and Moose. They were just hanging out yeah. basically in our common space for like a good 45 minutes on Monday morning. And... Some of these guys, we run into them, athletes, coaches, whatever, and they're retired and they're pushing something. 
they're just going through the motions. They're I don't know if they they they're just not good guys to begin with. They don't have a bad day. They don't like what they're pushing. They're like you know how I used to be good at something and now I'm selling Clorox to people. Mm-hmm. But both of these guys couldn't be nicer. Couldn't be cooler. Yeah. You you had a really good conversation with them before you went on the air with them that I wish could have been on the air because they were very open and honest about stuff and. Um, yeah, I, I I like them a lot. They should come back. Before we went on the air, um, I was talking about old baseball equipment because we have this Babe Ruth auction collection coming up, and we might talk to the, the granddaughter of Babe Ruth, and there's this amazing catalog with all of this cool souvenir stuff and memorabilia from Babe Ruth time. So I was like, if you guys could ever have any memorabilia from Major League Baseball history, what would you do? So we got into a story about Big Hurt going into the vault yeah. in Cooperstown where nobody's allowed to go, including they don't put this stuff out for display. And he got to, like, hold Babe Ruth's bat. And he got to try on Johnny Bench's catcher's mitt and stuff like this. And he was like a kid in a candy store. And so to hear Frank Thomas talk about that, when I look at Frank Thomas, I'm like, that dude's a Hall of Famer. Right. And I remember him and how dominant he was. That was pretty badass. And he's also, he's doing it in, again, a rattlesnake shirt. Yes. He's got sunglasses up on his head. He's got white jeans on. He's leaning back in the chair. And then the coolest part of that was he's like, I can't tell you more than this because they don't, yeah. they tell you not to talk about what you see in this vault. Yes. Um, For like good reasons, for bad reasons, but it's like Fight Club. You can't talk about no. it. You can, I, I've been there, but you can't give specifics. And then, you know, he's talking, he's like you said, he's Frank Thomas there's Mo Vaughn, then they're talking about who they faced and their equipment. It's not like just me and you being like, oh, I touched the Babe Ruth yeah, thing. Like, yeah. It's Frank Thomas yeah. who people want to see Frank Thomas's bat, and he's talking about holding Babe Ruth's bat. So on that point, we had John Sally on today, <laughs> a former athlete yeah. promoting something, and I don't know how this works. It must be like how Mark Schlereth comes on and he has like five sponsors to hit around Christmas. So there must be some type of marketing company that hires athletes and then they're supposed to promote four or five hot items on a list for a, a holiday or something. And so John Sally was doing Father's Day. There was a Norelco razor, electric razor, I believe. He lost me on the second one. There's a TV. Maybe a TV. Then there was a Blu-ray player. Okay. And then he went into all of the DVDs. Right. He went into every movie. Yes. And it was the original Batmans. It was Forrest Gump. It was Bumblebee. It was, I don't know. It was it was one of the most eclectic lists ever. So how do you think that works? Are they asking him to pimp selling DVDs? Because I, I feel like there's not enough of a market to right. pimp by the 25th anniversary Forrest Gump DVD. Did he just go on his own on that? Yeah, I, that that list was too weird to yeah. have been pre-created. That was just John Sally's favorite movies. And too many weird details that he brought up. And... A pet peeve of mine, I'm definitely guilty of this, is when someone says, this is my favorite, uh-huh. and then messes up a part of it, <laughs> like somebody's name or a plot twist or a plot line, and I feel like there was littered with, this This movie's awesome, and then he would mispronounce like the actor's name or like have the wrong character involved in it. Yes. So yeah, John was a little a little scattered. I, I'm dying to know whether they said, okay, we want you to pimp the Razor, the Blu-ray player, and we need you to push a thousand copies of the 25th anniversary yeah, of right. Forrest Gump. Oh, that you know what? That'd be a great deal <laughs> if he was getting paid like a a nickel per sale of like, like the 25th anniversary who, of Annie. Yeah, and who pimps 
old DVDs. Like, everyone's seen these movies. Right. It's not like, oh, the new Solo movie from Star Wars is coming out or some type of, like, get the new Avengers movie on to have at home today. He's like, get the original Batman on Blu-ray. Right. He's like, that's been out for 30 years. And and it's an actual disc. When I go and buy <laughs> yeah, a disc at Best Buy, like, yeah. are you sure? Like, yes. You don't have to have this anymore. Yeah. And I still buy them because I play the DVD version <laughs> in my car for my kids. <laughs> So, like, I, I go in there and, like, you, you're going to buy the actual disc? I'm like, yes, just let me have it. And that's what John Sally is doing today. He's pim- pimping actual circular plastic on yeah. us. Yeah, and movies that have been around forever or movies you've never heard of. Right, yeah. I'm like, what is this promotion? Yeah, it was either, it, it, it was too weird <laughs> to be a list, unless he literally had, like, a list of 50 DVDs and was just randomly finding them. But then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But then he was throwing in nuggets on each one yeah. of them as if he did like them or had seen them multiple times yeah. each. And it's... To go back to something you just said, it's where he mispronounced John Cena's name. Right. He said one of my favorite guys, John Senna. Yeah, so maybe that it is was a script, tough. huh? He mispronounced Kim Basinger's name. Again, we're referencing Kim Basinger. The, well, yeah, but Basinger, Bass, like that that one happens. The Cena one is is shows well, a lack of knowledge. I know, but how do you sell buying Batman on Blu-ray by bringing up Kim Basinger in 1989? Yeah, it's like, I know. is that relevant to why I would <laughs> buy this DVD? Plus, there's been 17 Batman movies since then. Get the original four. You know, the one with Val Kilmer on Blu-ray today. And if we're being honest, the correct Batman throwback is the original TV show where, like, like, pow, came on the screen when you threw a punch. Like, that's what you need to go back and watch, not the Keaton ones. I mean, and I like the Keaton ones, but then he tried to pimp the George Clooney one. Yeah, no thanks. And Val Kilmer. No thanks. Why are we pimping these in Uh, Blu-ray? Apparently he hasn't seen a movie since 1995. (laughs) Finally, playing Mraz's version of Gloria again today. Since the Blues won, call the cows now. I want a Gloria. You want a Gloria. So congratulations to the Blues, and now it's 2-2. And that means it's time to dust off some of Mraz's greatest hits. Gloria! You know you want a Gloria. Now to Petrangelo with time. Wires the shot on. Rebound, they score! Thunder, Gloria. They turn it over at the line. Shin to the empty net. He scores! Call the cows now, Gloria. <laughs> call the cows now. Someone call the cows now, Gloria. Call the cows now, Gloria. Gloria! My voice is breaking. I went Gloria. I went too high. And there's, there's a sausage and pepper stuck in my gullet. It's hard to hit the high note. Gloria. When there's cheese in your throat. Gloria. Uh, uh, uh. Gloria. Call the cows now. Thunder. Gloria. Thunder. Gloria. You know you want a Gloria. Gloria. You know you want a Gloria. You know you want a Gloria. Thunder. Gloria. Is that like the Lombada? You want a Gloria? Hey, honey, you want a Gloria? Hey, baby, you're looking pretty good. You want a Gloria tonight? You know you want a Gloria. Let's go back home and Gloria. Let's Netflix and Gloria tonight. Gloria. Uh, call the cows now. Could you call imagine? the cows now? Could you Gloria. Imagine, imagine that? 
hitting on the chick, and she goes, did you just say call the cows now? <laughs> just call me a cow. Call the cows now. I mean, Gloria. One, once again, he has taken reality to just nonsense. Not like, I don't know the words to Gloria, or I don't know where the salt goes. <laughs> He's got a whole theory of the interconnected waterways of the world, and he's calling the cows now, which no one has ever done. I mean, that's, that's not even a thing to accidentally insert into this song. You know you want a Gloria. Nope, I don't. One of our listeners tweeted at me, I think the cows that Mraz want to call are on T-Mobile. <laughs> Call the cows now, <laughs> Gloria. Now, what's the phone number to the cows? Can I... Get that information. Yes, directory information. I'm looking for the phone number of the cows. Call the cows now. Gloria asked me to call the cows. <laughs> Gloria. <laughs> now. Now is the time. <laughs> you know you want a Gloria. I'm calling the cows ASAP. They need to know I'm Gloria. Call the cows now. <laughs> Gloria. <laughs> Thunder, right. I don't think any of those are correct lyrics. No, and they're not even variations <laughs> of what's there. And like in my, like, I don't remember all of the words by myself. Like the song plays, I can follow the cue of the song, and yeah. I'm good to go. But like, if I was gonna start singing it right now, I don't know the words. <laughs> so you know what I do? I go. It's easy to do for that song in particular. And this dude's making up just <laughs> random words that don't even make sense by themselves. Like, call the cows now is not even a thing you say normally <laughs> that he inserted into the song. He, he may, I don't I just I don't understand how his head works. I really don't. And I'm glad it does for the most part as a, in a positive way for all of us, but it's just that's a deep dive to figure out how those like synapses are triggered and connecting in that in that skull of his. That's side A with Andrew Bogish. Side B, I'm very excited about Dixieland Dan. Long-time D-Alien, regular frequent tweeter, Mraz is going to do a PG profile on Dixieland Dan right now. I can't wait to hear this. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, welcome into Side B of the PGP. This is Mraz, host of Side B and the executive producer of the DA Show with another PGP permission-granted profile. Now, you've heard Jacob Wilkins. You've heard a Mark Pensner. You've heard oh, Andrew Bogus, even though we've profiled him before. You heard Kenny Brock. I want to do a little something different now. DA wants to be doing these profiles. How about we bring it to you, the listeners? Some of our best listeners I'd like to profile. Some of our most interactive listeners. Just get a little bit of their story. And who better to kick off this portion of Permission Granted Profile than with our very own Dixie Land Dan. Dixie Land Dan, what's happening? What's going on, Mraz? I'm loving to be here on the PGP. <laughs> I love the Southern accent. Nothing says Dixie Land Dan like that Southern accent, boy. It just shows you how the DA show could just take a bunch of different areas of the country and combine them, huh? Oh, yeah. I uh, Actually, D.A. actually helped me pick my name. Uh, I sent him a couple of different names on Twitter, and I said, which one of these do you think would be best suited for me? And he came back with Dixieland Dan. How? Makes you think just about right. I said, okay, well, cool. I'll put that for my Twitter handle. So we'll start with that because you tweet the show very often. You're very much a part of Target Demo Friday, and you're part of every show, quite frankly. And we know you as Dixieland Dan. So how long did you listen to the DA show before getting the name Dixieland Dan, and what did you just go by before then? 
Well, I actually just went by Daniel for the longest time. Then I was like, well, there's three or four Daniels popping up on the show. How can I make myself unique? And then I started thinking up some different ideas of maybe what I could use for a Twitter handle. And one of them was actually Captain Coors Light and DA was like, do not use that. And I was like, okay, what about Dixieland Dan? Because I live in the South. They call the South Dixieland. Name's Daniel. Let's shorten it to Dan. That's kind of catchy. And he was like, that's perfect. Let's use that. And I said, okay, well, let's go with that then. <laughs> that's cla- So I guess Coors Light might be your favorite of the cold beverages? It is. It's the cheapest and it tastes the best to me. Everybody else says it's garbage. But, hey, if, it, if I like it, you're not drinking it. It's mine. I love it. Yeah, even better if you bring it to a party and you know nobody else is going to touch it in a cooler. Um, so when you get the that's name. exactly right. When you get the name Dixieland Dan, okay, and you're looking for a nickname, you very much want to be an integral part of the show. You're a fan. You're a diehard. You're a true D-alien. Have you ever done this with another radio show? Like, do you go by Dixieland Dan on other radio shows you like, or is this strictly like a DA allegiance? Oh, the, the only show I really listen to is the DA show. I listen. I started out on CBS Sports Radio listening to Boom, uh, not Boomer, Geo and Jones back whenever they were on, and I transitioned from Geo and Jones to Tiki and Tierney to Jim Rome, and then I listened to Jim Rome and just Geo and Jones for the longest time, and then of course you know Geo went over to Boomer, and I don't know where Brian Jones run off to, and then I just I got sick of listening to Jim Rome. I mean nothing against Jim, but I just I burned out on him, and then y'all switched over from the nighttime to the daytime shift. And the first couple of shows I heard, I was like, this is kind of weird. Yeah, a lot of people have that uh, that same thought, Dan. Yeah, I kind of dig it, but I'll give it a couple more tries, and then I just fell in love with the show. And I'll be honest with you, Mariah, you make the show. Without you, I don't think the show's the same. Really don't. I, I mean, you can't say. Me and DA, I, I think, are an awesome team. He's clearly the captain of the mothership. But I appreciate the kind words. You know, I look, I have fun. It's great to come in every day. You know, no, you can ha- crack jokes at work and laugh and, you know, get paid for it. And we love doing that with you guys. But without you guys, you say, I make the show. Without you guys, the listeners, how the heck would we have a show? We wouldn't have a show. We wouldn't get paid. So thank you. So thank you, obviously, for listening. We're talking with Dixieland Dan here, of course. Big fan. So, Dan, you, you started listening to the DA show when we switched time slots from 9 a.m. till noon Eastern, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central, which I guess is going on about two years now. So had you heard of the DA show before it had switched to daytime? Well, uh, one night sitting on the porch hanging out, I was like, I wonder what's going on on the CBS Sports Radio, and I flipped it over, and it was actually D.A. and uh, Bart hanging out. Is that right? right? Is it? Yep, yep. Bart yeah. Scott used to Bart. do so, all the football Wednesdays with us. Yeah, he was on on a Wednesday night, and I listened to those two going back and forth, and I was like, how is this allowed over the radio airways? Bart <laughs> is a wild card. Oh, he is. I work with him every day on a local side, and WFAN, he does a show. I'm lucky enough to produce for him as well. And Bart will say whatever comes to his mind with no filter. It's truly great radio. I would love to see him put on the PGP. Maybe you should do him one day. He would, oh, that would be, that you know would be an interesting Dan, that's a pretty good idea for a permission-granted profile because we haven't had Bart on the show in a while. I know I could do That's a great freaking idea. How about you bring some ideas? Well, I mean, I can do what I can. That's all I can do. <laughs> I can do what I can. All right, Dan, listen, um, where are you from? Well, you say you're from the South. What state are we working with down there? I live in Oxford, Mississippi, the home of, unfortunately, the old Miss Rebels. They, uh, I live about seven minutes from their campus. I've lived here all my life. I'm 28 years old. Uh I pretty much live like you do. I live right down the road from my mother and father and right down the road from my grandparents and grandma, uh, my grandfather and 
grandmother. So we have a lot in common then. Now, would you consider yourself in Chubbo Nation? Are you a hefty fella? Are you a light fella? What are we working with here? Let's see here. I'm about 6'2", 240, float between 230, 240. Float uh, between. I was a pitcher DH for the longest time, played a little bit of college league ball. Okay, baseball. so you're a baseball player. Yes, sir. I played football a little bit when I was in high school, ran cross country. And then once I got to college and found those 12-ounce curls, I ballooned out just a little bit. <laughs> so you found you found 12-inch curls. I found 12 packs of donuts. There's a lot of, a lot separating us. So, Dan, what are you, you're obviously a big Ole Miss Rebels fan. So you're in a college town, a college state, more so than a pro state. Are you into pro sports as a sports radio listener? Oh, absolutely. Of course, I followed Eli to the Giants whenever he left Ole Miss. Like the Giants, like you would love the Giants. I watched both of their Super Bowls. As a matter of fact, uh, when the 2011 Super Bowl, uh, we were in the dorm room about half drunk, and we were going absolutely bonkers in that dorm room. We actually uh, destroyed a couch that that particular Super Bowl. And that was the second but, Super Bowl over the Patriots. You destroyed a couch. Would you light it on fire, yeah. throw it out a window? What did you do? Uh, no, one of my fat friends jumped up and down on it on a flag penalty call. And uh, broke it right in half. That guy was about three hundred and twenty-five pounds. Now, now you know the F word is forbidden. How could you? How could you say the fat word like that? He's a husky friend. Okay, he was a chubbo guy. How about that? <laughs> that's, a, that's a perfect way to put it. And you said, I'm also I, I love the Saints. I've been down there and I've seen the stadium. I've, the only professional game I've ever been to would be a St. Louis Cardinals game back in Old Bush Stadium. I watched. Mark McGuire square off against Chipper Jones one day, but that's the only professional game I've ever been to. Wow. In any sport, that was the only game you've ever been to or just baseball? That's the only. I've never been to a football game. I've never been to a hockey game, a soccer game. I've been to a few Ole Miss games. I've been to like that one St. Louis game. I've been to one Redbirds game for St. Louis's AAA team here in Memphis. There's just nothing close. Literally, You've got the Saints in New Orleans. You've got the Titans in Nashville. You've got St. Louis, of course. And then you got the Falcons over in Atlanta. And that's that's it down here. Right. There's nothing close enough to me. Like four and a half hours is close to think. That See, it's so wild. And this is what's truly great about doing this kind of spot here on the Permission Granite Profiles and talking to Dixieland Dan is that – Sometimes we get lost up here in our own, you know, area. We're New York City, biggest city in the world, obviously. Northeast, we can get to Baltimore in four hours, Philly in two hours, Boston in another four hours. You, you know, where the closest you can even get to a professional game is four hours from where you actually live. It's truly wild, and that's that's what's great when we get to visit, you know, throughout the country. We did that Boise trip last year and all of that. Uh, it just shows you how many people the DA show could touch that are – you know, really, in some of these small towns that just really, truly make America, and I, I think that's awesome, Dan, that you just you have a unique perspective, you know, where you're from compared to where we're doing this show from every day. Well, I, I love going to the Ole Miss games, and I try to go to one or two a year. I love walking through the Grove. It's absolutely amazing. The only bad part about going to an Ole Miss game is trying to find parking. You cannot park anywhere next to the campus. It's not probably a mile and a half walk to get to the campus unless you are willing to pay uh, a hefty little price for a parking pass somewhere. Which is I, ridiculous. I don't like doing that. Uh, it's absolutely ridiculous because a parking pass for one day is like 100 bucks or something. Yeah, think about that. To park your car, that's ludicrous. You should be able to park for free anywhere at any and sporting you, events. I've always said that. You can't park very close to the stadium even with that. I mean, you're still talking about a quarter of a mile or so walk. 
to get to there because all the parking next to the stadium is going to be for, you know, players, coaches, uh, administrative people, the higher ups, the suits of Ole Miss and things like that. And you just, there's nothing around. The Grove and the campus take up most of it, but and there's just not a lot of parking around. That's the reason why I don't go to many of them. Uh. I, I couldn't agree more, Dan. It's absolutely ridiculous. Now, on a show front, before I let you go here, because I know you're at work, busy working and everything, what is your favorite part of listening to the DA show? And maybe what is one part ah, that you're not really crazy about? Oh, wow. That's a, that's a tough one. Let's see here. I love listening to y'all go through Trash Tuesday, of course. Okay. But the main thing I think I love about this show compared to listening to some of the other shows is literally your interaction with the listener. I love listening to the banter between you and DA back and forth, but I also love whenever you'll read a tweet from, say, Lewis in Palmdale or somebody like that, Reed Phillips Radio or some of those, and, hey, let's talk about this particular guy's tweet and how it ties into what we're talking about on the show, be it food, sports, or something that's going on on the particular show. That's probably the best thing about it. The worst thing, hmm, of course, he who shall not be named is probably the main thing wrong with this show right now. And the way D.A. treats him, stupid Bob from Minnesota, which was complete BS. And I still haven't been able to figure out if D.A. was really being playing dumb about that or oh he was playing dumb he, he knew was, what he was doing he was jerking your chain so hard i thought he was gonna snap your neck and i really thought you were gonna bust a blood vessel in your forehead trying not to scream at him yeah yeah when he played bob in minnesota <coughs> ended up as we all know being huge freeze i was obviously angry and that was gonna be my follow-up question are you an anti-freeze or a hugey but i guess you've answered that you're totally an anti-freeze yeah i, I mean huge i'm sure he's a great guy to sit down and have a beer with but as far as contributing to the show, he he really doesn't. All he does is divide y'all like somebody would like the news channels would divide the nation or something like that. Oh, that's he, an interesting he, take. He just he brings something that makes you go, huh? You know, maybe he's got a little something there that can make the show better. And then when he starts singing, it's like, dude, you picked the most horrible songs to sing your karaoke. Like, the best one he probably has done that anybody liked was him singing Kenny Chesney, unfortunately. All this other crap, he has no business singing whatsoever. And a band is a band. Get him off the freaking show. Get him out. Get him out. I think we're going to have to wreck that get him out. And with that, Dixieland Dan, we could follow you on Twitter. Give it to our other DA show listeners. At, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, Dixieland Dan, at Mongo Smash 2135. Mongo Smash two one three five. That's hey, if you got time. That's a that's a quick little story. I got that nickname back in college. One of our favorite movies. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Was Blazing Saddle. Of course, and it was. And you remember the character Mongo on there? He was a right. linebacker, I think, for the Miami Dolphins. Actually, I can't remember what his name was. But his nickname was Mongo, and he was this great big old guy that punched a horse in the face and knocked him out. And me being 6'2 and probably 220 whenever I was in college, I was always one of the bigger ones around our group of friends. <laughs> and we had a prank war one time, and they rolled our dorm room with toilet paper and silly string and all kinds of stuff. And they stuck their head in the door whenever I seen it. 
and I started chasing them. They closed their door by the time I got to them, and I kicked the door completely off the hinges, which wound up costing me about 200 and some change in fines to pay for it to fix the door. But yeah, you could have bought somebody, two parking passes at Ole Miss for that. Yeah, I know that's right. But they ever since then, they called me Mongo Smash every time I get mad and go to do something. I hit a softball, Mongo Smash! I'm like, guys, that, that died in college. Quit. <laughs> So, this is, I, that this was is one, the this first app I found on Twitter. Well, Dan, thanks so much for your backstory. Thanks so much for being a diehard D alien. And thanks so much for your time this morning. This was awesome. I really think this added something to PGP today. Well, I sure do appreciate y'all putting me on here. I'm honored to be aboard the PGP. If I ever get over my nerves, maybe I'll start calling the show and ask for some permission to board the mothership as your friendly neighborhood mothership redneck. I love it, Dan. There's no reason to be nervous. You were great here in the PGP, man. Thanks so much, and have a great freaking week, all right? Man, we're going to try to. If it's a get back in here and work on these cars. All right, take care. That's Dixie Land Dan. Well, there you have it. You know, that was a lot of fun. Pensner was great. Kenny Brock was great. Jacob Wilkins was great, obviously, but... Yeah, I give DA credit. He wanted these permission credit profiles, and then I came up with a little idea. Why don't we give some back to the listeners, some of the diehards we hear tweeting or calling, get a little of their backstory, and to get Dixie Land Dan on with that Southern twang, getting his story, finding out that he was a guy crushing doors in college, big old Miss fan. Man, how could you not enjoy that? So thanks to Dixieland Jan, D- Dixieland Dan, not Jan, for joining the permission credit podcast this week. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MerazCBS. Take care, everyone. Have a great week. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.